What do you carry with you to remind yourself that this world is merely a corridor for the eternal life? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 44 of Tractate Nazir, and we learn that constant reminders ensure that nothing in life gets us down. After all, this world is just a prep room. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Havrissa today. I like to begin with a story. As the children of Israel were leaving Egypt, they were all running around gathering up the gold and silver of their Egyptian neighbors. All except one man. Moshe was busy gathering the bones of Yosef for reinterment in the Holy Land. How did Moshe know where Yosef was buried? Serach, the daughter of Asher, was still alive. Moshe went to her and asked her, Do you know where Yosef is buried? She told him, the Egyptians made him a metal coffin and set it in the Nile River so that it would sink to the bottom and never be recovered. Moshe went and stood by the Nile and announced, Yosef, Yosef, the time that God swore I am redeeming you has come, and the oath you made the Israelites swear has arrived if you show yourself great. Otherwise, we are exempt from your oath. Immediately, Yosef's coffin floated to the surface. The purification process for certain impurities involves immersing on the seventh day and then waiting until the sun is set. Other forms of impurity also require one to bring sacrifices as part of the purification process. Today's stuff discusses whether one is permitted to enter the temple area following immersion, but prior to sunset. The Gemara concludes that each form of impurity is different. One cannot make a general inference about impurity not being allowed in the area. For we have a tradition that Yosef's coffin was kept in the Levite zone, which corresponded to the area of the Temple Mount in later history. Let's look at the Gemara. Abaye said, I encountered the assembly of Rav Natambar Hoshia sitting and saying, The Torah states, And he, the impure man, shall come before the Lord to the entrance of the tent of meeting and give them the offerings to the priest. When does he come? only when he is immersed and perform the requirement to wait until sunset. In that case, yes, but if he is not immersed and has not performed the requirement to wait until sunset, no. Thus we see that he maintains that one who immersed himself that day to release himself from impurity is considered like an actual impure man. I then said to them, if that is so, then it must be the case regarding an impure Nazir too, as it is written, and he shall bring them to the priest to the entrance of the tent of meeting. When does he come? Only once he has immersed himself and performed the requirement to wait until sunset. Now consider the gates of Nicanor. Where are they located? In the gates of the Levites. But isn't it taught that one who is impure due to contact with a corpse is permitted to enter the Levite camp? And not only one impure from a corpse, but even a corpse itself may be brought inside the Levite camp. As it is stated, and Moshe took the bones of Yosef with him. What is the meaning of with him? With him means within his zone, with him in the Levite camp. Let's analyze the Gemara. You've probably heard the story about the philanthropist who died leaving two wills, the first to be opened immediately, the second at the Shloshim. In his first will, the man requests that he be buried in his favorite socks. That document results in a huge machlokas between the family and the Hevra Kedisha. After all, explains the Hevra, every person is buried simply in the Tachrichim shrouds. Ultimately, the rabbi rules in favor of the Hevra. The unhappy children begrudgingly acknowledge the rabbi's ruling. The day of the Shloshim arrives, and they open up and read the second will. 
Now you see, my dear children, writes the father, that once your time on this earth is up, you cannot take anything with you, not even your favorite pair of socks. There's a postscript that's often left out of the story. Whatever happened to the famous socks? Some say that the oldest son decided to wear that pair of socks every day from then on. But why would he want to wear his deceased father's socks? Of course, I'm adapting the story of Moshe and Yosef's bones. We often recount the story of Moshe recovering Yosef's remains and contrast his focus on spiritual pursuits with the general populace's focus on material gain. But that's not the end of the story. Moshe's dedication didn't end there. Throughout their 40 year sojourn in the wilderness, he kept the bones with him. He didn't simply leave them at the outskirts of the camp. They were constantly in his zone by his side. Why? Because Moshe would use them to remind himself of the temporary nature of this world. The philanthropist's son might have listened to his father's last will and testament and thought, what an incredible message, my father was a tzaddik, and then returned to his everyday life. But by choosing to don his father's socks, he adopted a constant reminder of the temporariness of this world. Imagine, every time he would stress out about a business deal that didn't go his way, he would remember the socks and tell himself that it's really not that important. Every time he had to decide what kind of car to buy or if he needed the latest modern convenience, he would rub his feet together and remember that nothing in this world has any eternal meaning or significance. What are you carrying with you to remind you that this life is merely a corridor to prepare ourselves for the real eternal world, the heavenly abode? Some people I know carry a pocket to heal him. You can't really read much from it. The writing is way too small, but it reminds them why they're here. Maybe you're reminded simply by the tzitzis you wear on your back. Whatever memento keeps you focused on the mission, keep it close to you. May you merit a life that's meaningful every step of the journey, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Daft Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. If you've enjoyed being my Chavrissa today, please consider purchasing the book series or partnering with the Center for Torah Values as we show the value of Torah and instill our values with Torah. Check it out at transformativedaf.com and across social media at Rabbi Daniel Friedman.